Too many people confuse wedding toast with wedding roasts. And those just almost never go off the way you plan them to go off. And people think this is they're going to be their breakthrough moment for stand-up comedy or something like that. And it ends up being just one of those super cringeworthy moments when the jokes don't land. Welcome to the Plan Your Central Florida Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Schmidt, editor of Greater Orlando's top wedding publication, Orange Blossom Bride. I'm sure when you said yes, you had no idea you were jumping on this roller coaster that is wedding planning. The goal of this podcast is to help make the wedding planning process less stressful and a lot more fun. We'll provide you with great tips and ideas, along with expert advice from some of the area's top wedding pros. So let's get started planning your Central Florida wedding. From planning and attending pre-wedding events to being the right hand of the couple the day of the wedding, there are many duties that come with accepting the best man or maid of honor roles. However, giving a wedding toast is one that can be overwhelming and nerve-wracking, especially if public speaking isn't your thing. We've unfortunately seen wedding toasts that didn't quite hit the mark. But giving a thoughtful and heartfelt wedding toast is something that can be achieved by anyone. It just takes a little planning and practice. In this episode, I will be talking to speech writing expert Eddie Rice on how to write a great wedding toast. The author of Toast, Short Speeches, Big Impact, Eddie is a speech writer and public speaking coach with 10 years of experience in the field. He loves creating strong narrative-driven speeches that focus on balancing emotional and thought leadership content. He has worked with executives, business leaders, nonprofit leaders, and everyone in between. So welcome, Eddie. Thank you, Amanda. It's great to be here. Okay, Eddie, I am really excited to have you. And I know we were talking about this prior, but my reason, of course, is to help couples, but also it is selfishly because I am maid of honor for my sister's wedding coming up and I have to write a speech. And although I've done one other maid of honor speech, that was like, I think, 13 years ago, and it's my sister. So it's something usually when you're in that role of best man or maid of honor, you're like really close to the person and you want it to be really good. So I know you're going to give us great tips today, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into helping people write. Really, you've done TED Talks, you've done all kinds of speeches, even though we're focusing on wedding toasts today, but you've, you've really had a wide spectrum of helping people with the public speaking. Thanks, Amanda. Sure. Um, So I actually started out my career as an eighth grade science teacher. (laughs) And uh, that was right after college. I loved it. And I worked really hard for five years at the job. But I realized at the end of it, it just was not for me at that time Mm -hmm. in my life. So I struck out to find other avenues that I could use my writing and public speaking skills. I had been in Toastmasters. I had taken rhetoric classes in college. I had been part of the mock trial team which is kind of like debate, but super debate for nerds, um, where you prep a case like real lawyers and then you argue it, um, like with opening statements and closing arguments and objections and all that fun stuff. So I had this kind of source of just public speaking knowledge and talent, and I thought I was going to be a public speaking coach. But the problem was I had no clue how to build a website, do content marketing, get referrals. I'd been teaching for five years, so Mm -hmm. I didn't have a professional network to go into. So I pivoted and said, what if I could just write the speech for people? 
And I found sites like Elance and Odesk, the predecessors to Upwork, and people needed speeches written on those websites. So I pitched myself, got a few initial clients, and then I finally taught myself how to build a website, how to do content marketing, how to get referrals from that first set of clients. And I built up a base of clients from that point. And people came to me with all different types of speeches that they wanted written. And a good amount of them were wedding toasts. I would say about 25% of the speech um, you know, requests that I get fall into that category, whereas probably the other 75% are in the kind of the corporate keynote TEDx mm -hmm. category. Well, many things to talk about there, but going back to the wedding toast, I love how you help or, um, best men and maid of honors, but it's not just them. It's also parents usually give speeches either at the rehearsal dinner or they could give it at the actual reception as well. But I think it's such a great service because when you're talking to somebody, sometimes they're just so stuck in their head, I would imagine, because there's so much content there. Because if you're giving a speech, you've probably known the person a long time and there's a lot you could pull from. So what makes a great toast, you find? I think it comes down to two principles. First, honor the person, honor the event. If you can do those two things with your toast, you're going to be in a really good spot. Too many people confuse wedding toast with wedding roasts. And those <laughs> just almost never go off the way you plan them to go off. And people think this is they're going to be their breakthrough moment for stand-up comedy or something like that. And it ends up being just one of those super cringeworthy moments when the jokes don't land and we just get this in our mind, you know, Hollywood is to blame for this, mm -hmm. that we think we have to be Adam Sandler from The Wedding Singer, or we have to, you know, give one of those just like, just hilarious toasts that are perfect. And it's like, look, you don't have a team of screenwriters, um, you know, at your side to write those toasts for you, um, much like, un unlike the actors in all of these movies. Mm -hmm. So what it comes down to when you're honoring the person is finding stories about them that you want to tell in a heartfelt way. So stories of when they were truly there for you, stories of growth, stories of why you're proud of them. Those types of stories do really well in Wedding Toast, and they're a great place to start if you're kind of stuck in your head and trying to figure out where to go with what you want to say. That's great advice because I... I happen to love those kind of movies and like, I love wedding singer. I love wedding crashers. Um, I love old school. There was a wedding toast in there. So like yes. all those, and they were very bad examples um, of that, like you said, but it is a good point. You're not there for your big break. You're there to honor the person. This is not your day. You're just enhancing the day. So that's a great, great point on that. Now with that, about how long would you say, uh, a toast should be because if you're talking about telling stories, you know, somebody could go on a tangent and then, or they could try to put too much in one and then it just doesn't all tie together. So giving kind of a time frame could be helpful when they're planning that. Of course, I would say keep it to five minutes, um, which is about 750 words. If you um, kind of, you know, do the math, we speak around 150 words per minute. So when I say tell stories, I usually advise people to find one really great story to tell. You tell that one story, and then you give a message of affirmation to one member of the couple, another message of affirmation to the other, and then close it with a short cheers at the end. Um, that's all you really have to do to get a short toast into a wedding. 
Um, I would, you know, caution people against going, you know, more than seven minutes mm -hmm. for a toast, just because there's so many people that probably want to give a toast at the wedding and so many other things that have to happen, such as bouquet toss and the first dance and all of that other fun stuff. You don't want to be up there droning on for long periods of time. Instead, when you do tell the stories, you want to tell them in a short way that just gets the main points across, kind of the main plot points, but you don't have to embellish and include mm -hmm. every single little detail in the story. You can leave those out or leave it to people's imagination. And that's, I mean, many of the people at the wedding would probably know the whole story, you know, if it was one that, you know, they were part of since it is a family friends event. Um, but there was when you were saying that there was a wedding I recently went to that brought got brought to mind and the bride was really good friends with three of the bridesmaids and they had grown up together and everything. And they all three spoke, but they wrote a book and they read the book with it and it was long and everybody was hungry and it just didn't go over well. And we found like it's sad because they it was heartfelt but because it was so drug out and it was just like kind of a mess, all the heartfelt parts got lost, like people zoned out. So all great points. And I've seen the bad happen. And that's with somebody I knew. But, you know, I've seen weddings through the videos that we get sent as well for the uh, wedding features, you know, that come on the blog. And some of them are so good because they are short and they're to the point. So it, it definitely can go both ways. But having that blueprint, like you said, is such a great thing because you, you're most people are not public speakers. Most people are petrified of public speaking. And to know this is what I got to do, I got it there. Now, when you go to prepare, you gave the blueprint there. But what do you suggest along with that are the steps that you use? So we talked about telling stories. We talked about you know, your beginning, middle and end parts. But what should you do after? Because I have um, seen Eddie's book and I'm reading it. I'm almost done. So he goes through to me, which is the most important part is the practicing it, because that's going to help you be more comfortable. Talk to us a little bit about that. Of course, Amanda. Thank you. Uh, one of my favorite techniques is called scaffolded memorization. And it's just a technique where you take all of the words that you want to say in a speech and you write them out, like let's say on a Word doc or a Google doc, and you print it out and you get you make yourself comfortable with the words on the page. So you give your speech multiple times, word for word, how you think it's going to go perfectly. Then you back up a step and you go back and you just create an outline from those big ideas that are in your speech. Print out that outline and then give your speech just from that outline. And then at that point, when you're comfortable just giving it from the outline, you can forgive yourself for missing a few parts, an and or a the or a but that's not in the right place, that's perfectly okay. <laughs> you create another shorter outline from that one, and you give your speech from that outline, and you keep going to where you can put just the big ideas on a set of note cards and have those with you on the big day. So what you're doing is you're constantly testing yourself to recall the information and that's going to help you learn it. And at the same time, you are focusing on just getting the big ideas across by having them on note cards. That as long as you get those big ideas across in your toast, you're going to be just fine. No one's going to know what you left out or didn't say. They're not going to have that script in front of them. 
So you'll be 100% confident and prepared to give your speech in that way. Now, would you also recommend for um, the person giving the toast to read it to somebody else prior? Yes, 100%. Um, So I talk about this in the book a little bit where I would first read it to yourself on a voice recorder app and play it back so you can hear what the toast is going to sound like. And this editing method of just reading it out loud is going and hearing it out loud is mm-hmm. going to help you catch all of those awkward sentences and phrases. You're going to hear if a joke is going to land or not pretty well. <laughs> um, and that's going to be really good to catch that. But of course, I would suggest finding that critical friend in your life, not the person that's going to be like 100% positive, nor the person that's going to be 100% negative. Right. But you've got that friend that can kind of tell you the truth about mm-hmm. stuff. That's the person I would seek out to practice your speech in front of that's going to give you helpful and useful feedback, um, especially if they're you know well-versed in public speaking or they're really good at it. That might be someone to go seek out to give your speech to ahead of time. Um, what I would caution people against is also you know, just putting it in front of too many people and then changing it on a whim based on just one person's feedback. Mm. Obviously, if you're getting the same note over and over again from people, then that's something you should change. Mm -hmm. But just because one person didn't like one particular section and you love it isn't a reason to go change it in your speech. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're saying these are all for wedding toasts. So we talked about the three most common types. So we would have, you know, the parents, the best man, the maid of honor. Would you say they can pretty much follow the same blueprint? I think so. Um, You know, you introduce yourself tell people who you are because it's very possible that half the audience doesn't know who you are necessarily if you're on one couple, one member of the couple's side or the other. Mm -hmm. So you do want to tell people who you are, tell that one great story, give some messages and advice to the happy couple, and then end on a toast um, that's unique to that couple as well. Um, And that's going to be a really good method of doing it, whether it's a maid of honor, best man, parents of the bride or groom, However you want to do it, um, it's going to work across all anyone giving the speech. Mm-hmm. Now, we've touched on a lot of things to do and kind of in there we, you've talked about things not to do. But are there any maybe just go through the list again of what are the top things not to do? A lot of people want to read their speech from their cell phone. And I would suggest note cards instead for a few reasons. One, um, the wedding day is a pretty long day and your cell phone may die by the end of Mm -hmm. the day. It may run out of battery. Yeah. And two, it also um, interferes with the photographer um, because if you have that phone up and you have the backlight onto your face, that's going to make it really hard to take effective pictures while you're giving the toast. That backlight is going to reflect back on you and it's going to mess up the photography. Talked with Mm -hmm. a few wedding photographers about this, and they agreed wholeheartedly about this tip. And that's something, honestly, I would have never even thought of. For me, I would have been like, it's so small. Like, anytime I have to do a speech, or that one time I did a toast, like, I had, like, 24-point font, because I'm like, I don't want to miss my spot. The phone, to me, is so small. But those are great logistics points that I wouldn't have thought about. And then also, I mean, you know, some people want to take like a shot of alcohol ahead of time for <laughs> liquid courage. I think one shot's fine, but like three to five ahead of time um, is not going to go over too well. 
So make that your reward after giving the toast to uh, start drinking. But I would just, you know, go onto YouTube, search for wedding toast fails, and you're going to see too many examples of people that drank too much, prepared too little, and they show up on YouTube for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> and that could be when you drink is when you're watching those YouTube videos for entertainment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So such good advice. Is there anything else that you can think of just off the top of your head? And before we get to that, I would like to mention, by the time this podcast goes live, Eddie's book will be available. So you can definitely get the full scope of everything then. Um, But any last minute things that you think can really help somebody fine tune it, whether it's they're really nervous or whatever it may be? I think what it comes down to is taking the writing of the toast seriously, but also the preparation itself as well, the actual practice and delivery. So if you're up in night, the night before writing your toast, it's going to be really hard to deliver it effectively the next day. So what I suggest to people to do is, you know, a month ahead of time, get the toast written and then give yourself the next three to four weeks to practice it at any moment that you get. Since it's only five minutes long, this could be in the shower on the way to work. If you're just out walking, you can listen to a recording of it. Um, but you want to take the actual writing and preparation in equal amounts because you might have the best toast in the world, but if you can't perform and deliver it well, then it's going to be really rough up there. And that's just another tip that I would give out to people. And then finally, if you are nervous, um, one thing that really helps is um, deep breathing. So one technique that you can do to calm your nerves ahead of time is you breathe in for a count of three seconds, you hold your breath for three seconds, and then you exhale for three seconds. And then you add another count on four, five, six, and you keep repeating that. And what that's going to do is it's going to bring your breathing rate down, your heart rate down, and you're going to be in a much more relaxed frame of mind before you go up there and give the toast. And it's something you can do real quickly at your table before you have to get up there and, and give it. No one's going to know what you're doing. Um, you know, you don't have to you know do it in secret or anything, mm -hmm. but it's another technique that's going to help you out to be more focused and prepared for the big day. And that's great advice too, because what you had just said about nobody knows what your speech is either. So exactly. if you mess up, nobody's going to know if you make it, you know, because I've seen too some in some speeches, they like, oh, I was supposed to blah, blah, blah. Oh, I forgot this. Nobody knows. Just keep going. It's five minutes. You can do it. <laughs> exactly. Then that's the, that's the other thing, too, of keeping it short is it's a much smaller goal to reach. I mean, imagine mm -hmm. trying to prepare a 15 or 20 minute toast. Right. That's going to be a lot of preparation, a lot of writing. You're going to bore the audience versus mm -hmm. five minutes is much easier to prepare and it's going to go off so much better and no one ever complained that the speech was too short. <laughs> that is a good point to end on for sure. So tell us about your book coming out. It's coming out on April 18th. So like I said, by the time this goes live, it will be available. It's on Amazon, correct? It's on Amazon and it will be available in all of the other e-reader outlets that are out there. And there's going to be an audio version as well. Ooh, excited. Audiobooks are my love language, so I'm so excited to see to hear that that version. I'll be looking out for that. But thank you so much, Eddie. This has been extremely helpful, I know, to all of our couples and our maid of honors and best mans that are listening, but personally, I greatly appreciate it. I'll send you a copy of the speech when I do it. 
Please do, Amanda. <laughs> and best of luck with it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And one last thing, what is your website and how couples can uh, get in touch with you? Sure. It's Rice Speech Writing, R-I-C-E, just like the food, followed by the word speechwriting.com. No hyphens. Um, and on there, I've got a contact form right at the bottom. Just fill it out and I would be you know, happy to help you out. And if I'm unable to help, I have a network of writers that I also refer work out to who are absolutely fantastic. So sometimes I get super busy around wedding or graduation season. And you know, I have this really fantastic group of writers who can also help out too. So I'll be able to help you out most likely when you come to me, unless the speech is the next day. Um, <laughs> I can give you some tips and advice, uh, but I can't write things at the last minute. Uh, but we can definitely practice the speech over Zoom as well if you need to. Um, that's definitely included as well. How much lead time do you need? I would say at minimum a week if it's a okay. five-minute speech, but two mm -hmm. weeks is generally preferable. Um, it really depends on how prepared you are and how many ideas you have put together already. I do a brainstorming questionnaire to get those ideas out. Um, I have done speeches at the last minute. I just don't like to do them. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, when you rush good work, you don't get good work. You get C work instead of A work. Um, right. So the longer, the the more lead time we have, the better speech we're going to be able to put together. And so if you read Eddie's book, then you'll be more prepared and you can articulate your ideas perfectly and he will write you an amazing speech that's heartfelt and perfect for your situation. Exactly, Amanda. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Eddie, for joining us. And I look forward to finishing your book and having our couples get a copy as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Plan Your Central Florida Wedding Podcast. For more Orlando wedding inspiration and tips, head on over to orangeblossombride.com. And if you're looking for amazing wedding pros to help bring your wedding day together, make sure to check out our wedding vendor directory. Until next time, happy planning.